0: This is a Hoff Studios podcast.
1: Hi, I'm your host, Erica Polsinelli, and welcome to Evolve by Erica, the podcast where we talk all things spirituality, ascension, health, wellness, and beyond. I'm so excited that you are here. Come on in. Hello guys and welcome. I am so excited about this podcast guest. It is Megan Roop. She's someone I've been working out with for probably, I want to say maybe two years at this point. Um, Her, she has a sculpt society. She created the sculpt society and it's for me the perfect blend of intensity yet Intentional movement and it gets me sweating, it gets me moving, it lifts my energy. And I just absolutely love her. I love her workouts and I admire all of the work that she's doing on screen, off screen. She's just been an inspiration to me. So I'm so excited for you to, guys to join in the conversation. We're going to talk about her starting the sculpt society the journey towards it what has led her to her why anything exciting that she's offering now through the sculpt society and it's just jam-packed with so much inspiration so i can't wait for you to listen and i'll see you on the other side hello i'm so excited to have you here megan you have no idea i've listened to any podcast that i could find you on because i've been so inspired by you And I'm so grateful for you carving out this time and meeting, hanging out virtually today and going deep on all the things. Yeah,
0: this is long overdue. So I'm so happy to be here and thank you for having me.
1: Thank you. I feel like first and foremost, I want to ask you how you're doing. You (laughs) just had a baby. How long ago?
0: It's been just 12 weeks. So it's just three months. Yeah.
1: How are you doing?
0: I feel like this is around the stage where... I feel like with Harlow, my first, I started to kind of come out of that like postpartum haze. I've yet to experience that yet with Mercer. I feel like um, number two has been a whirlwind. I, I I also had expectations that I think I had all of the systems and support set up from having you know Harlow, and that number two would be like a little bit more simple. But for me, my experience number two is, has definitely been a little harder, and I think that goes also into having a small business and, you know, all the craziness that goes into a startup. So, um, yeah, I'm taking it day by day.
1: That's it. That's all I can do. I just want to thank you for the energy you bring every day, despite all that's going on at home. Um, because you've been such an inspiration to me and you have helped me find a movement and a workout that feels so good for my body. So good for my soul. I love, a little bit of heat. I love intensity. I love to push myself. And with yeah. Sculpt Society, I really have experienced that like beautiful combination um, where you're like, I always visualize a rubber band where you're like stretching it just enough. You're not overdoing it where yeah. it's going to pop and it's not too loose where you're not challenged. And I yeah. found that in what you've created through the Sculpt Society. I'm so grateful Thank for you. it.
0: Thank you. You know, movement and working out is such a personal um choice, it's, it's really, you know, a preference. And I, you know, I always say I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but if you are looking for just a fun approach that is, is efficient and quick and, and to me feels really good. Um, you know, I, I, I just love hearing that it, it resonates with you because um, it is such a personal way of, of moving your body.
1: Yes, efficiency is like a theme for me. I don't know if you know about human design, but I'm a projector in human design, and it's all about being efficient. you know a little bit about human design?
0: I don't, but I just got my, um, I might be, but isn't it your Enneagram?
1: It's oh, crazy. okay. Yes. That's different, that. but it also yeah. helps us to understand ourselves more. Yeah.
0: And my mind was blown. So I do need it's to do so the wild. human design
1: thing. I yeah. highly recommend you could go to my human design and just enter. It's called my human design. You enter your birth information. And once you start reading about it, you're like, oh my goodness, it's just wild how seen you feel. But with the projector, which I am, it's all about efficiency and like getting the most bang for your buck, the most you can get done in like a short amount of time. That's really like a big theme for projectors. And I do feel that way with the workouts. Cause even I told you this morning, I started with a sculpt. I wasn't feeling a hundred where I could do a 45 minute workout today, but the sculpt, I know it's going to be shorter, but it's going to be packed and it's going to feel really good. And I was dripping sweat and it just felt amazing.
0: Totally. Yeah. I feel like there's just such a misconception still within fitness that you need to be doing hours of work, of exercise a day for it to be effective. And the truth is it's, it's, it couldn't be further from the truth. If it's well-programmed, you can get such an efficient, effective workout in even 10 minutes. You know, yeah. I can, I can do a really spicy 10 minute full body for you too. So I think it's just finding a workout, like you said, that, that can provide that.
1: I have to give a shout out to the six minute dancing arms. If we're going to talk about like the shortest <laughs> but most efficient workout, one of my favorites. And when I, I don't well want to work out, I'm I'm you're, I believe outfit. you are, it's either purple or blue. And I think you're on your knees. It feels like it's one of the most um, introductory ones. Like you're really explaining the types of movements we're going to do. Yeah. And that was the first one I ever tried. And I was like blown away by it. And I keep coming back to it.
0: It's one of the most popular videos. I entire. understand. Like six, 600 videos. I can
1: see why. It's incredible. I would love That's to so hear about the start of the Sculpt Society, where inspiration yeah. came from, where this idea was I born. And yeah, just all of, all of those things.
0: Classical ballet. In high school, I was on the dance team. And then I ended up going to college for English. And I had picked this major... Out of thin air, I had really felt like I had leaned into academics in high school and everybody was, was um, going to college. And I felt like that was the path for me. I needed to, to not pursue really my true passion in life, which was dance. And that freshman year of college was the darkest year of my life. And instead of really understanding why I was unhappy, I started to numb myself with obsessive thoughts around food and exercise and really unfortunately developing just a negative relationship with my body and with food. And it wasn't until I really understood that I wasn't happy because I wasn't pursuing my true passion, which was dance. So I ended up transferring to NYU in um, the next year. And so I went to school for for dance, and I really thought that that was going to help heal my relationship with food and exercise. But unfortunately, I, I really should have been in therapy, and I should have really been dealing with that with a professional. And so a lot of those behaviors that I had learned and started to practice in my freshman year of college really kept with me throughout um, my early 20s. And it wasn't until I read a a book called Women, Food, and God by Janine Roth, which is all about intuitive eating, that things started to sort of shift for me outside of this constant yo-yo dieting and binge eating cycle that I was on. And then also, I think for me, the missing puzzle piece was finding a movement practice that felt really good, and I started teaching fitness as a side hustle as I was dancing professionally in New York City and working in fashion. And that was such an eye-opening experience because before that, I was at a crunch gym on a treadmill, hating every second, thinking about every calorie I was burning to burn off the, the food that I'd eaten earlier in that day. And I think as I discovered intuitive eating I was also discovering a movement practice that felt really good for me and it felt joyful and so I started teaching as a side hustle just to make money in New York City and all of a sudden I was starting to connect with other women on a daily basis and getting to really show them how to feel more confident in their own bodies and their own skin through movement. And that had been such a big part of my healing journey to be able to connect with other women who were going through it, just opened up my eyes to this other path that I didn't even realize I should be on because dance was so like the number one you know, thing I was so focused on. And even though I had reached a certain level of success with my dance career, um, it was really that the fitness component that that started and really revealed itself to me and and I really just fell in love with that and so i started to just dive deep into boutique fitness there were so many new classes and different methods and it was really buzzing and it still is buzzing now in new york but it was really a fun time of just discovering different modalities reformer for pilates and hot yoga and bar and dance cardio and sculpt and I just, in a few years into it, felt like there was just this missing class and this missing community that I wanted. And I felt really called to create it. And that's really where the Sculpt Society came in. I really wanted a class that was under an hour, that combined different elements, like we're former Pilates. I brought in sliders into my workouts you know, the Pilates ball. You've got, you know, dance cardio that's simplified. It's not overly complicated so that everyone at different levels could come in and feel successful, feel empowered and then make a connection. Because to me, I had so many beautiful friendships come out of fitness and teaching and I really wanted to cultivate that whether it was online or in real life. And so that's really where the center of the Sculpt Society came from was really the, what I wanted out of a class, an experience, a community, and a method. And so the Sculpt Society was really born in New York City in 2017, and then I launched digital in November of 2019.
1: Yeah. So exciting. I think it's so cool that we're in this space, and anyone has the opportunity to just create and put into the world what they want to see in the world, and if you're feeling that way, there are a ton of other people that are feeling that way, and we can see yeah, that it's with scary your community. Too. I think a lot
0: of people. I mean, it's even more saturated now. But even at the time when I was launching, a I didn't have a social media presence. Um, there were a lot of different fitness methods out there. Who was I to think that I could come out and create something new? But there is more than enough room for everyone. I can't think of how many yeah. like my favorite coffee shops are out there, like. I go to Blue Bottle because I love the oat milk. I go to Alfred's in LA because I like the iced almond milk latte. Like, you know, I think just coming from a place where knowing that there is room for everyone and that your perspective on whatever your passion is or whatever your business is, is unique to you and that really is your superpower.
1: I love that so much. Oh, that makes me emotional coming from someone who, you know, created her own small business for herself, but a community for other people. It's so true. And I do feel like right now, so many people are creating and there's so much information out there and there's so much access to everything. But as you said, there is room for everyone and what you're bringing is unique to you and other people are gonna connect with that. And I, I love that. And I'm one of those people who have connected so deeply to your method, and I'm so beyond grateful for it. I went through a time where I was on the treadmill for 90 minutes watching the calories I burned in college, watching how many calories I in t- I was taking in. And I, as I started to heal my inner world, my inner self movement became like, what is going to make me feel my strongest? What's going to make me feel my best? What's going to leave me with energy rather than depleting me? And your workouts have also taught me that too. I know the days when I have the energy for a 45 minute full body. And then I had to reframe my mind to understand that some days calls for a 25-minute sculpt or a 25-minute full body. And that's actually giving me more energy rather than like knocking yeah. myself on the floor and feeling just overworked. It's just exactly I mean, what I like, needed.
0: You know, it's it's what I've been through too. I really was brainwashed to think that I needed to do hours of exercise. And here's the thing, that's just not sustainable, right? And I always say this, like fitness is yeah. not the next 30-day challenge or workout program you're on Third, you know, fitness is for the rest of your life. So it is so important that you are moving in a way that you enjoy. That's joyful. That's fun. Whatever that is for you. And that you're doing something that you can do for a long time. Like I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be doing the Sculpt Society when I'm like 65 and 70. Right. And like, it's going to be the slow and controlled. Like just thinking about a way that your body can can your body continue to do what you're doing well into your 70s, 80s, whatever it is? So I think looking at fitness like that through the lens of like, you're going to need to show up to this daily, what is sustainable, and it actually doesn't need to be hours. That's the, the, the trick we play with ourselves. You know, I it's actually when I took back some of that time and and really committed to shorter workouts that I actually saw the best results. Physically and my mental, mental health, right? So I think that's something that COVID really yeah. taught me was I had gone from teaching a million classes in New York and doing privates every day to COVID and really just going live on the Sculpt Society app. And that could look like a 10 minute quickie or a 45 minute full body one day to the next and just leaning into how I was intuitively feeling. And I'm telling you, my body changed because of that. And it was also such a mental lift, yeah. right? There can be a mental load of feeling like you have to do hours a day. Again, mm-hmm. like, it's not sustainable and you don't need to do it.
1: Yeah, it's so true. I felt like my core has gotten so much stronger when you mentioned the sliders yeah. before. I'm like, oh, oh God, I, know I'm obs- I'm I know about those, those sliders. I know about those sliders.
0: Because truly, it's like, talk about an official like, you go to a reformer Pilates class in New York City, it's like $45 before tax. Like they're so expensive. And so yeah. I remember being like, mm-hmm. Hey, I cannot afford this. And B like, you can get such a great reformer Pilates feeling class at home with sliders. Like let's do that. Like it's easy, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, I love yeah. sliders so much. Ugh.
1: The sliders and the ball just, I feel um, the, my core has always been a weaker point in my body. I just, I don't know. I feel like the muscles there really need to be worked for me to feel them and then to eventually see them. And I feel like the sliders and the ball, doing abs on back with the ball under you, has helped me to find muscles that I didn't even know existed so deep within my core. And then that supports your posture and it supports so so much.
0: So it's just so important. And back pain, if you're doing back pain, I mean, there's just so much that you can do with a,
1: a stronger core even how you move through the world, like our, if we get into like our chakra system and our lower chakras, um, our solar plexus is all about mm-hmm. taking action. And when that area is fired up and strong, you feel more confident and you're able to take action in a way with like courage and confidence. So I love it. I love the physical and energetic connection to that. So you also, you were I a was. Brooklyn Nets dancer, <laughs> right? Was. How long were you that for? That's so I fun. The I two love
0: seasons it. That the Nets, so the Nets used to be in New Jersey. They moved to the Barclay Center um, in Brooklyn. So I was there for the first two years of that season, which was a really exciting time. A, Barclay Center was new. Wow. Jay-Z and Beyonce were at the yeah. games. Like, I was, like, dancing in front of Jay-Z and Beyonce. You know, like, very nerve-wracking. But also, um, just such an yes. exciting time. Um, you know, every time we would go out, I would still get so nervous. I'm definitely that that type of performer where I, I still get a lot of performance anxiety, but, um, it was, you know, I was juggling a lot too. At the time I was teaching fitness. I was dancing professionally with the nets and I was also working in fashion as a fit model. So there was just like a lot going on.
1: Oh my goodness. Wow. When you say you got performance anxiety, does that dissipate as soon as you got out on the stage? (laughs) Yeah, no. Oh, I'm no, it really doesn't.
0: Anxious performer. Really? Um, I, think it I think what was really good. I'm such a believer of like um, leaning into the discomfort of things. I'm constantly pushing myself into parts of me that I feel a little uncomfortable because I know I'm growing when I am like that. And I yeah. think as a dancer, I grew up yeah. classically trained, right? Ballet. And then in high school, it was like it was jazz and a little bit of hip hop. And then with the Nets, it was a full, you know, it's a hip-hop dance team. So I really faked it till I made yeah. it in that audition process. And I really had to grow as a dancer on that team. I mean, you are dancing with the best of the best in New York City, and you're working with hip-hop choreographers. And that was really, really challenging for me. So, um, it, it, yeah, I had, I had, like, two years of, like, constant performance anxiety there.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah, I mean that's a big deal. I get it. Wow, that's so cool and I admire and I feel like um just In the role that you have, it's amazing that you push yourself in those situations that even though it's uncomfortable, um, I'm sure there's ways now too with your business or with social media or whatever, just having to like get into these different spaces that is like, hmm, I didn't imagine myself here, but here I am and pushing through the discomfort heading beyond that. I
0: think it's, you know, showing up, you know, the word's so overused, but authentically on Instagram, right? You know, sharing. yeah like the messy parts of the life, you know, wanting to put a filter on some days, but being like advocating not to, like, this is yeah. real. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, or little things, you know, like even the Nets, we, we had an alumni performance this past March. I was four, four months prior. I remember. And, I remember. We back, and yes. my initial reaction was like, absolutely not. And then I kept thinking about it and I was like, I'm gonna regret this for the rest of my life. I don't go back and do this and prove to myself that I can still do this even, you know, almost 10 years later, even four months pregnant. And so again, like that felt so uncomfortable. I hadn't done it in so long, um, but it was, you know, such a growth experience. And I think just constantly thinking about how I can continue to push myself into the uncomfortable is where it is, are like the most, the best like growth opportunities.
1: Yeah. That was so exciting to see when you went back to do that. That was amazing. I loved it. I was a cheerleader most of my life, a dancer and not at the level that you were, but, or are, but, um, there's something, I have Leo in my chart and Leos like to be center stage. They like to perform. They like that energy. And there's something I miss yeah. so much about that. So like hearing these stories, just like lighting that part up in me, I'm like, oh, I wish but I had I mean, the that opportunity makes, still yeah, that to move in that way. Why,
0: why the Sculpt Society resonates with you, right? If you grew up in any way as a dancer, totally right? Moving to the beat of the music, there's something very fluid about the method yeah. and it feels right? Like you're learning, you're doing dance cardio, it's simplified, but it feels like, like you're getting to kind of perform a little bit again. And I think, um, if you grew up in any way, exactly, doing that, like it's important to kind of tap back into that a little.
1: I completely agree. I couldn't agree. I wish there were yeah. even more ways to do it, but it's so nice to have that opportunity every day in my <laughs> living room. <Totally. laughs> no one watching, just me. <laughs> I would love to hear all about what life is like at home, doing this work, running your company, being a mother, your husband working alongside you. Like I love, I love it all. I love watching it from afar and I would love to hear all (laughs) of the juicy details from the inside.
0: The truth (laughs) is like, we are still figuring it out. Like we, it is, it's a lot, you know, um, I don't even know where to begin. Like it's, it's just a lot. It's, you know, we work from home. We have two kids. It requires a lot of like calendars and check-ins and communication. And I think when you work with your partner too, it's really being able to understand how they communicate in a work setting versus when you're not in a work setting. I think for us, we're trying to figure out how to create more boundaries at home with work. Right. Because my husband has a, I'm in his office right now. I work from the kitchen table we have so many remote employees. It's like if we aren't careful, and this happens all the time, like we could start working at 6 a.m. and work until 10 p.m. And it's, it is, it's tough to yeah. kind of set those boundaries. But I think we're just we're doing the best we can, and we're trying to just constantly check in with each other and make sure that like if we need to be working on certain things um, that we are.
1: Yeah. It's amazing. When did he decide, or when did you decide, or you both decided that he was going yeah, to work so with you?
0: I was the only employee for the first two years of the business. And Morgan's always been a sounding board for me, of course, right? Like I love, I love my work. I go come home, I talk about it with him, we ideate. Um, but I don't think it really became clear until the pandemic hit when I was in front of, the, I suddenly became the video editor, the lighting director the, you know, on-camera talent, uh, the customer service uh, <laughs> employee. I was talking to my factory overseas, you know, dealing with custom. I mean, just every job you can imagine, you know, I was doing. And so as I was drowning, Morgan started to really help me out on nights and weekends, you know, in between his full-time job is um, in, in medical device sales. I So he just started to help me then. And then it As the business continued to grow throughout COVID, it became clear I needed help and I needed to hire help. And he was already doing so much and really had more of that corporate experience. Um, And so, you know, it kind of just became a no brainer. And so he came on. It's amazing. I think like February of 2021. um, And he's my COO. Yeah.
1: That's incredible. I admire all of the work you do behind the scenes. You. Um, as you may know, I teach meditation and it's one thing to teach. And then it's another thing to figure out the technology and the lighting and the camera and the, the audio and all of that. And I see you, like I literally see you on your stories, <laughs> moving yeah. the lights, setting up the lights, getting the mixer. Yeah. All of it, and it's really admirable because it's a lot of moving parts, and you're you're doing so much of it on your own, and it's incredible well, to watch. You. I truly. think so
0: much a part of business and being, you know, striving for success. And I think this is what dance really taught me. It was is really just the tenacity behind it, right? Like, I was not the best dancer yeah. in the room, but I kept coming back. I, everything I did with dance, I had to audition multiple, multiple, multiple times. I was told no over and over again, but I kept coming back. And I think that's the same thing with, with work. It's like, I can figure it out. You just have to continue to show up, do the work and you can figure it out. So much of what we do, you can Google, you can teach yourself on, off of YouTube. Like, you know, it's just, it's just continuing to learn. And continuing to show up and continuing to put in the hard work. And it's not for everyone either, right? Like yeah, also right. entrepreneurship, not for everyone. Yeah. It's hard. There are a lot of days where I'm mm-hmm. like, am I making the right decision? Um, but for me, just continuing to show up every day and just put in that hard work. And, it, and I, for me, it's like the driving force is the community. Whenever I have those bad days, I think about the community. Yeah. And I think about the amazing women who are showing up and working out with me.
1: Do you still edit your own videos? I need to know.
0: <laughs> I'm a control freak. Um, no, I would say I would say about eighty five percent of the videos I now outsource to edit. It's amazing, um, but I okay. still edit. I still like to edit my videos. <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> I love that. I don't look at it as that at all. I look at it as so like humbling and admirable that you're really on every level. In your company. And I think it's incredible. And I think we all feel that on the other side. I think
0: it's important as a small right to like know if you are eventually outsourcing to someone, like you know what that job entails. You know, and you and you you know the work
1: that is needed there. Absolutely. How do you motivate yourself on the days where it's just like, okay? Like sometimes I feel like we go through periods where maybe we wanna see more or we wanna we wanna be in a certain place and how do you support yourself in those times like the in between like the in between of like the really exciting moments of being an entrepreneur yeah.
0: that's a really great question i think your why around your uh, your business needs to be so strong and the fire underneath that why needs that's that is why i show up I think, you know, there's a lot of limbo in business. There's a lot of hard work that people don't see and I think there's a lot mm-hmm. so much unglamorous parts of the business. But if your why isn't super solid and you are not 100% behind it, it those limbo periods are really going to destroy you. So I think it's just I am so committed to what I'm doing at the Sculpt Society and really pushing I think the experience I want women to have around fitness, the relationship I want them to have with their bodies, with movement, I am so committed to creating that positive experience with the Sculpt Society that it's not hard to motivate me in those limbo periods.
1: I love that. Do you find yourself coming back to that, reminding All yourself of it or is it just really, All the time. okay. I think, yeah.
0: I think it's like, yeah. it's also, it's, um, it's a muscle you need to flex just like working out. Right. It's, it's like, you know, you, it's showing up to do the work and knowing that that work, even if no one's going to see it is going to impact maybe one person who's showing up to work out with me like that, that makes a difference. Um, yeah, I just I think it's just getting super clear on that for people, um, and I know for me that's been really helpful because tons of limbo periods in in business.
1: Yeah. So I know we spoke about your recent, um, your most recent yeah. baby who yeah, came Mercer, Mercer yeah. right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. So how has I loved following your postpartum journey. You came on so <laughs> raw, so authentic, and it is needed. Like I feel like what you're showing up with and sharing um I I mean I haven't seen on Instagram and I appreciate it so much. I'm not a mother yet. I hope to be one day and just seeing the real behind the scenes of that transition and that period of time, um, I think is just so necessary for so many people and so many reasons. How has motherhood shifted or changed or even expanded what you bring to the Sculpt Society? Oh gosh.
0: Yeah. Oof. Um, I think I want to be there for women at every stage of life. So, you know, whether it's you're going through a hard time in college and you've gone from high school to college, maybe you were on the dance team, maybe you were on you know, some type of athletic team and suddenly it's up to you, you're no longer on that team, you're no longer in your practices, like how do, how do you move? For me, that was a really big, pivotal, dark time and I wanna bring light to that for people. Maybe you are getting ready for your wedding and you don't wanna spiral into a negative, space around your wedding, your body. You want to feel empowered in your body for your wedding. Maybe you are pregnant and postpartum and you feel lost and alone in how you feel and you don't know where to begin. I want to be there for you. So just thinking about different stages of someone's life. Maybe you want to move for your cycle. Maybe you're on your period or maybe you're on your luteal phase of your cycle. How am I supposed to move? So creating programs to support women at every stage of life is so important to me. And I think like you said, that one of the biggest parts of a woman's life is when they are in that prenatal stage, they're pregnant, it can feel very overwhelming on what to do. How can I safely move through this? And I really wanted to create a very robust pre and postnatal program where women could come, feel safe, feel supported, Um, Have open conversations with other women who are going through it. Conversations with myself about body image and all the changes that are coming on. Talk about the pelvic floor. And the same with postpartum, you know? I think I filmed all of those videos when I was going through it myself. And I know in postpartum, it's such a vulnerable time for your body. It's gone through such a big shift. And to see another woman woman's body in that postpartum journey with you and and showing up and being like, you're tired, I'm tired, we're going to move together, we're going to feel so good. Um, And to know that you're not doing it alone. um, That was just all such a big motivation for me and and has really expanded, I just think, um, how I am now approaching programming and, and really speaking to women about fitness.
1: It's incredible, and it's true. You really do offer a program for each stage of life. Yeah, and it's incredible. So, are you are you doing um, specific workouts for cycle syncing? I saw your Instagram. That's like sharing more about what would work for each phase. Is that offered through the yeah, app as well? Yeah, so we have
0: a new program called Sculpt um, Sculpt and Sync move through each phase of your cycle.
1: I love and it. It's so great.
0: like we already have these categories of classes, like hundreds of workouts. We're just showing you if you're in your menstrual phase of your cycle, here yes. are the types of categories we would have you do. And we give you examples. Love that. And same for each phase. We have really great – we talk to different doctors um, to get edu- educational, con- educational content about each phase so that you actually know what's happening in your body, why you're feeling energetically a certain way. <sighs> Um, And to lean in. And again, I think I've been intuitively doing that for years. I think just kind of checking in with myself. What do I feel like today? Um, But I think it's really nice to have that in a program if you're looking for more specific guidance.
1: It's amazing how much we're learning just in this age of information we're living in and how much information we now have access to that's so available to us. And that we haven't known all of this before. Like, what is our body doing exactly during ovulation, or what is it doing in each phase? And then being able to work with that, because then we're working less against ourselves and more with ourselves, and truly in flow with ourselves. I really have to check yeah, that out. I love that, a, and it's been something I've been wanting to yeah, explore. It's our
0: life stages category, like in the programs, so we have oh, like a okay. life stage um, section, um, and you'll find it there.
1: Cute. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Amazing. So what does a normal day in the life look like? I know it's probably different every single day, but can you give us like an idea of any routines that you have that are like your staple um, and kind of a flow of your day?
0: I am a big morning routine person. So I think since having kids, I used, well, first of all, I'm not a morning person. (laughs) Like every time my alarm goes off, it's painful for me. But um, I really now try to get up an hour before my kids get up, which is usually at 6 a.m. And just carving out that time in the morning for myself. I get up. I have my water with lemon. I have my French press coffee. I take a moment. I unfortunately do scroll on my phone. That's something I am working on not doing. Um, and then I get in a little bit of movement for myself if I'm not going live that day. If I am going live that day, then I'll do a little journaling and some guided meditation. And then we get our kids up at seven. Um, Mercer's like just sleeping through the night now. So let's just pretend when people hear this, <laughs> she already is sleeping through the night. So 7 a.m. we usually get, get everybody up. We have bottle time. Um, we read books with them. We sing songs. And then we have an amazing babysitter that comes over in the morning. And then I go into work mode. So say that day I had a live workout I am prepping for that live reviewing reviewing the content I have already programmed just going over everything. I'm setting up the lights, the mic, the DJ mixer and testing everything. I'll go live. After the live, I always have a coffee chat with my community. We we talk on on that live, which is really a great just like connecting moment before we go into the rest of the day. And then I'm usually on I'm I'm going to be working on not doing this so much, but back-to-back Zoom calls. So Monday mornings, we always have like a team marketing call where we kind of review everything that we have for the week. Um, today, I had a, this, this podcast recording. Sometimes I'll have a different interview. Um, and then usually in the afternoons, it's des- dedicated to emails getting back to everyone, and then carving out time to really create content, whether that's for Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, or it's maybe a paid partnership. I'm always trying to film stories throughout the day. And I'm trying to think what else. She's kind of a hodgepodge of everything.
1: Yeah. What has been your most exciting way to market or share the Sculpt Society?
0: Oh, I love that. Um, it's really been fun for me to play around with TikTok the last year. <laughs> I don't know that I have like as strong of a community on TikTok, but I think I can play around a little bit more freely on TikTok and see what works. Yeah. And if it's working on TikTok, I know it'll work on Instagram because my community is really, really there. So it's been fun to like kind of have a test playground on TikTok and kind of That's fun. Know, throw up something and see if it works. Yeah. Um, talking to the camera a little bit more has been something I've been trying to do a little bit more with on TikTok, but I find marketing just, I love marketing. I love trying to figure out maybe what ad creatives from like an acquisition channel, like are working and how we can tweak it to make it better. And what's working for an ad and what's not working for an ad. Um, That type of thing. Like I love, I just, I, I think it's just fascinating. It's really like unlocking
1: the human brain and like what makes someone click yes. on something. Totally. I actually I'm not a huge TikTok person. I'm trying to get more into it, but my nature is like just to be on Instagram yeah. just cuz that's how it has been for so many years. But I recently came across your TikTok. Like I I literally might follow five people on TikTok. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I follow like no one. I'm just not on there enough. But I came across your TikTok and I loved it. And so much of the content there wasn't on Instagram. I was like missing out on That's all good this. To know. And I was loving it. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I
0: definitely yes. I, I'm trying to do I'd like to just see kind of what what works on TikTok first and then I bring it over to Instagram. So you'll probably see some older videos that will come over. Um, but I don't know if you saw that like that little AOL um, sound that was like
1: ding, Yes. I don't
0: even know how to say it. But that was Yes,
1: I think I did that was a
0: postpartum TikTok that did really well. And then I was like, I normally would never have done that on Instagram. But I was like, Oh, it did well on TikTok. Let's see if my audience likes it and people loved it. So yeah, it's been it's been fun.
1: It's so fun. I love it. And I think a lot of it is finding Fun ways to get your message across, and that's how I feel too. It's like, How can I have fun? Because when we have fun, that's felt yes, that's felt by everyone else who's watching and consuming the contents, and it's inspiring. Yes,
0: and and you know, talk about things I'm trying to work on. Like, I when I'm in work mode, I can be very serious, but there's such a big part of me that's Mm -hmm. fun and silly and playful, and I'm trying to really remind myself that I can bring that into my work life too, and that. You know, even with my Instagram and, like, my social media, it it can feel a little lighter. Sometimes I'm, like, all about the metrics and, like, what's performing well and how we do more of that. And, you know, kind of just taking – it doesn't have to be so serious, (laughs) you know. It's just a video and we're having fun.
1: I'm thinking about the video that you posted to your story you were filming with someone I forgot who in your oh kitchen and you just like busted out laughing and I'm like I need the audio to this I need to know what was going on because I can tell like you were genuinely hysterically laughing well, that's what's funny <laughs> doing whatever so yeah, TikTok you were, we were doing like it was do yeah I, we
0: were like trying we were just like talking about our coffee orders and like I just I was it was like one of those times where you're like laughing so hard that you're crying because we had literally tried to repeat yeah. it like 20 times. And I was just like, this is so <laughs> ridiculous. Um, yeah, that was with Grace, Grace Morton. She's
1: amazing. Uh, it was so enjoyable to watch. And that's what I mean. Like the energy <laughs> and the lightness, it's just, it comes through and it's definitely felt. <laughs> if anyone's listening who is on this journey of entrepreneurship or in the fitness space or wellness space that's just starting out or maybe has been doing it for a while but they're feeling um, a little lost or unmotivated. Is there any advice that you want to share or something that always um, just brings you back to your why?
0: From a business perspective? Yeah. Reminding yourself that people support people, not necessarily businesses. And that's, I think, bringing your own personality into your business. It might be uncomfortable, but really making sure you are there as as the business owner and, and whether that's your personality or your perspective on what you are doing. I think, at the end of the day, people want to support people, not necessarily businesses. And that is something I always remind myself and lean into, even as an introvert, sometimes not wanting to talk to the camera it's it's important that i am communicating with my community there is a direct line on social media that i can talk to them get their feedback and making sure that i'm creating content for them and what they're they're asking for
1: yeah thank you so much for this like i really appreciate your time I appreciate you so much and everything that you put out everything you're doing on screen off screen I see it I honor it and I'm so appreciative thank truly you. you're so sweet that's
0: so kind of you and thank you I know, for having I mean
1: me it. oh my gosh of course where can everyone find you yes
0: come say hi on social I'm at Megan Rupin at the Sculp Society on all Platforms. And then, if you're interested in the Sculpt Society, we have a seven day free trial on our website, which is thesculptsociety.com.
1: I highly recommend. (laughs) Thank you so much, Megan. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoy the conversation as much as I did. Megan is just such a special, sweet, gentle soul. And she's also like this mastermind and super powerhouse of energy at the same time. So if you're guided to, you can check her out at Megan Roop or her workouts at the Sculp Society. If you're guided to try the workouts out, I personally love the 30-minute Sculpts. When I have a ton of energy, I'm doing the four, 45-minute full bodies. And if I have very little energy but I want to move and I want it to be as efficient as possible, I'm going to do one of her quickie works out, workouts so you could go ahead and check that out and as always thank you so much for being here thank you for joining me and if you are new here I thank you for being here if you enjoyed this episode you can feel free to check out um, the other episodes I have you could feel free to rate and review this episode or maybe even share it with the friends all of that means so much to us here at Evolve by Erica the podcast thank you for being here and I'll see you next time